The opening verses of the Bible describes the primordial state of creation. The first recorded action in the Bible is God speaking. God said, let there be light, and there was. And as God continued to speak, the earth as we know it becomes more and more recognizable. Needless to say, God's voice, God's speaking, is incredibly powerful. It brings the universe into being, and it brings order into chaos. The prologue of St. John's Gospel also speaks of God's voice. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. These two origin stories remind us that God's word is both creative and self-revelatory. We could not know God unless he told us about himself, nor would we know that he who was our origin is also the goal of our lives. The word that was with God and was God in the beginning is the same word who became flesh and pitched his tent among us, Jesus Christ who reconciles us with one another and with God. And he does so in love. In the first reading, God charges the prophet Ezekiel to be the watchman for the house of Israel. The prophet is given the unenviable task of confronting evildoers with the hopes of returning them to the right way. In the gospel, Jesus gives us, gives us a method for dealing with a fellow Christian who has sinned against us. Both of these tasks are accomplished by words. It seems pretty easy, I think, to imagine ourselves speaking strong, powerful words when we are the one doing the admonishing. Think of parents correcting their child who's made a mistake. That in many ways is the best case scenario. It is gentle, calm, and full of love. You've all done this with your children. But because of broken human nature, such an encounter even between adults, can devolve into a shaming tirade of a bad boss or become like a social media rant that is fueled by self-righteous anger. It's harsh, frenetic, and love is nowhere to be found. St. Luke reminds us that it is from the fullness of the heart 
that the mouth speaks. While each of us would like to think of ourselves as that strong parent, we also know from our own experience that it's much easier to be the unhinged demigod. Each of us is a mixed bag, good and evil mixed in our hearts. So that distance between the best case scenario and the worst case scenario is a lot smaller than we would like. But rather than thinking of ourselves as the hero, as either Ezekiel or the one sinned against in Jesus' scenario, let's look at it from the perspective of the sinner being admonished. You're the one caught red-handed. You have your hand in the cookie jar, in flagrante delecto, shamefaced, and clearly in the wrong. And there's no way of denying it. Gulp. Now what? I don't know about you, but all of a sudden, the correct path seems much clearer. It's the warm, understated kindness of an admonishing parent that will get me to change my ways, to repent of my sin, and to embrace the right path. On the other hand, being the target of a belittling, anger-filled tongue-lashing will only get me to dig into my heels, to raise my hackles, and exactly nothing in my life is going to change. And instead of being reconciled, we are left further isolated and left stewing in the alienation and chaos of our sin. And the one who was charged with bringing us back has failed in their task and has only more anger and resentment in their heart to show for their efforts. A huge failure all the way around. Rather, when I imagine myself in that vulnerable situation, I would want the words addressed to me to be like God's creation or that word from John's Gospel, opening up new possibilities in my life and coming from a place of love from the one who is speaking to me. Desiring and working toward the good of one another, the way of love, is the only debt St. Paul wants any of us to have toward one another. But the Lord Jesus and St. Paul make it very clear. We are responsible for and to one another. We do not and indeed cannot walk this Christian path alone. And it's sometimes we are the ones who need to be admonished, and sometimes we are the ones doing the admonishing and the reconciling. And we owe it to one another in justice and in love to admonish and reconcile the sinner, or to at least to try. As sinners, excuse me, as creatures made in the image and the likeness of God, 
our words are most godlike, are most Christ-like when they are loving, creative, and healing. And that's why I propose to you that when you find yourself in the situation where you need to call out someone, begin by putting yourself in their shoes and remember what it's like for you to be the one who is wrong and what it feels like to be called out. And it is by doing this, by following this path, the way of love is challenging as it might be, opens itself before us. Then we can humbly find the right words, the healing words, that will help both us and the person that we're speaking to to come into the light that the darkness has not overcome, that we can bring order into the chaos of sin and ultimately bring healing and reconciliation to both the one to whom we're speaking and to our very selves.